Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Derek Halpany, Head of Research Global Markets MIA and International Securities. It's Friday 1st March 2024. I'm joining Derek to post some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Seiko Katayoka Fisher, Vice President from Japanese Customer Sales for EMEA in London. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Derek. Hi, Sarko. The FX market has been relatively quiet this week. Indeed, FX volatility is declining sharply with some levels of implied volatility in GTM crosses, a level not seen since 2007, just before the global financial crisis. What's on the horizon, Derek? And is there anything that might shake the FX markets out of this volatility? Yeah, no, Seiko. It's been a it's been a pretty quiet week. And certainly, as you said, FX volatility has been the real kind of standout in terms of the, the declines that have continued. So our own MUFT. MUFG G10 FX volatility index at the lowest level since January 2022. Euro sterling three-month implied vol, for example, 4%, the lowest since just before the global financial crisis. So um, looking ahead, uh, you know, you'd certainly have to argue the case that levels of vol have maybe overextended and certainly hedgers out there who, who who need to who need to hedge going forward there's certainly opportunities in terms of these low cost levels for uh, for hedging going forward because next week you know there's there's plenty of event risk indeed in the month of march every g10 central bank is meeting apart from the rbnz specifically next week we've got uh, the semi-annual testimony from fed chair powell on wednesday We've also got Chancellor Hunt in the UK presenting uh, the budget. We've got the ECB policy meeting on Thursday. And then, of course, we've got the payrolls data from the US on uh, on Friday. So, you know, definitely plenty in there to, uh, to potentially spark some increased price action and increased volatility. You know, just very quickly in terms of the semi-annual, are there going to be any hints from Powell to suggest the Fed might do even less in terms of cuts than what was priced or what was indicated in the DOTS profile in December? Obviously, we'll have the DOTS profile a little bit later in the month when we have the FOMC meeting on the 20th. But if the tone of Powell's testimony is, is on the hawkish side, the interpretation of the markets might be that, you know, well, actually, maybe the Fed will only be signaling rate cuts at the um, at the March meeting. I, I think he'll probably err on, on the hawkish side. Um, you know, financial conditions have eased quite considerably. We've had, obviously, the strong labour market report. We've had some upside surprises in the inflation data. The general response from Fed officials this week has been to play down the, the January strength. And there's still a, an expression of confidence across most officials that inflation is going to continue coming down. So I would imagine Powell will probably repeat that as well. Of course, given the fact that the testimony is coming two days before payrolls, maybe 
on balance, we won't have any kind of dramatic shift in policy expectations. I think the market strongly expects you know, that cautious rhetoric that we're, we're now used to really in the markets. And I think the fact that market pricing is close to the dots, in, in other words, three rate cuts for this year, I think that's reasonable given there is still five meetings if you exclude the March meeting, given it's highly likely they're not going to cut at that meeting. So, you know, that to me is a, is a balanced kind of outlook in terms of where we are. And therefore, maybe we don't get any kind of big, big uh, rates move on the back of of the testimony. Um, the, the ECB meeting on on Thursday, you know, I think it's pretty. Even though the inflation data today was a little bit higher than expected, I still think there's a decent prospect of the 2024 inflation forecast being cut. The minutes from the last meeting referred to the probability of forecast cuts. So 2.7% is the inflation forecast for 2024, 2.1% 2025, 1.9% 2026. If the 24 forecast is cut, let's say to 2.5, and the 25 and 26 forecasts are kept the same, you know, we're very close to achieving price stability by the, by the definition of the ECB. So I would imagine that will be acknowledged. But again, similar to Powell, you know, Lagarde will probably keep to pushing back on the idea of any kind of imminent rate cut. And again, most ECB officials seem to have kind of centred around the prospects of a June cut. Um, and I'm, I don't think Lagarde will want to shift that in any way. Of course, they could still cut in April, but we need to see, obviously, weak data, in particular weak inflation data for them to justify that. And then perils on Friday, we'll, we'll definitely get a, a weaker print than uh, than what we got last month. Um, but, you know, we're not going to fall off a cliff. And therefore, the, the broad picture is still going to be that the labour market remains reasonably healthy. But as long as the, the wage data slows, which is what the consensus is, uh, th- then again, I think it's unlikely we get a, a big shift in rate market expectations. Um, so all in, even though we've got a lot of event risk, Again, the markets are quite well priced, I think, in terms of policy expectations. And I think that's what's killing FX volatility. And until there's some kind of catalyst to fuel divergence, um, we may well stay in this kind of uh, low volatility environment. Today, Global Market Research has released its monthly foreign exchange outlook. Can you share some of the highlights and forecast changes from today's release? Uh, yes, we're just about to release that, Seiko. And um, in terms of FX forecasts, given what I was just talking about there, the fact that you know we're all we're reasonably priced on rates, and there hasn't been big moves on FX, um, we, we've broadly left our our FX forecasts unchanged. Probably the biggest highlight would come in the central bank assumptions, where we've actually brought forward the timing of the first rate hike by the BOJ. Initially, we had that penciled for April, but we think the communications that have taken place in recent weeks um, does indicate a rising level of confidence within the BOJ that we are in this kind of wage price momentum spiral that is making it more likely that we can have sustained positive inflation. Um, the 16th of February in particular, uh, Governor Oueda spoke in the Diet, and he made some pretty strong statements in relation to companies being more forceful in their in their wage um, increase plans. Uh, 
Uh, and it, it, again, then we had another policy board member, Takata, speak this week, and he was quite confident as well. Now, admittedly, today, Governor Ueda went in Brazil at the G20, he, he kind of reined that back a little bit, and he said they're still looking for more evidence. But we do have the Shunto Rengo initial estimate for uh, wages being announced on the 13th of March, which is six days before the, the BOJ meeting. So, you know, there's still scope there if there's more evidence of, of, of wage growth building. And we have a, a an estimate of a, another strong wage increase for the fiscal year ahead. That would certainly strengthen the prospects that the BOJ has enough evidence to, to go and to hike in at the March meeting. Given the broader conditions, given the, the strength of Japanese equities, um, there's a window there to do it. And I wouldn't be too concerned about the fact that GDP contracted uh, and, you know, inflation is falling, but inflation is falling everywhere. But inflation is falling, you know, more slowly in Japan. And the the, the recent inflation data this week was a, an upside surprise, even though inflation did fall a little bit. So it's more about the forward-looking indicators. It's more about wages and in that sense, I think the window is there for a hike. And um, uh, yeah, so we think 10 basis points increase at the meeting in March. And uh, in that context, we've lowered our dolly and forecast uh, in terms of in terms of the end of March. Mm. And I'm assuming that no FX weekly published today, that there's nothing new in, in terms of the trade ideas to share with the listeners? Yes, no, no FX Weekly published today because we're publishing the monthly. We're still running the trade idea that I mentioned at the beginning that has currently extraordinarily low volatility, euro sterling at just over 4%, three-month implied vol. It's not moving much. We, we still think the risk is that it breaks to the downside. So we still have that, we still have that trade idea in place. Um, and, and next week, we'll, we'll look to, um, to put on one or two more trades as well. Thank you, Derek. Thanks. Sayako. Thank you for listening to this MEFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MEFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.